Hey guys, before this episode starts, I just wanted to uh, say thank you for listening. Uh, I know I have been a while and it has been a long time coming for me to bring Time to Adult back. Um, I am very, very, very excited to bring Time to Adult back and I'm oh, equally excited to be doing it today with uh, Jordan, aka Picky Taiwan, um, aka one of the hosts of the um, Deeply Unwell podcast. Um, if you're interested in uh, finding some more content from them, uh, feel free to check the links in the description. Um, just as well, uh, if you have any questions, comments, etc., for me or them or whatever um, podcast in general, uh, don't forget I will have the email in the description as well as uh, all the social media links. Um, uh, but the email will be waterwatchpodcast at gmail.com, waterwatchpodcast at gmail.com. Um, again, you know, a big thing I'm trying to get going here isn't to just talk and ramble on the podcast. Um, I want, you know, interactions. I want to know what people think. I want to hear what other people's thoughts are, um, stories similar to the people that I'm talking to, you know, uh, I'm very curious about those sorts of things. So, um, again, feel free to email or interact with me on social media and, uh, without, uh, wasting any more time, here is the episode. Zoom. Very good. Uh, let's see. All right. <clears throat> My first one in a while. And I never got good at it, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> How many of these have you done? Uh, you will be the eighth one of these in particular okay. of like the time to adult. Um, I did like a bunch of like solo ones. I think there's like 70 something on SoundCloud and like 90% of them are just me rambling. Just like about whatever um okay so you've then, done this a bit then and then there's like some other ones which just like just randomly you know just like <laughs> talking with friends and stuff like that um cool but yeah okay so uh hello everybody and welcome to the water watch podcast today we're doing time to adult number eight with uh jordan do i know your last name <laughs> Um, you, you probably don't. I actually removed my last name from social media recently because it was, it was just recently, like, okay. pe yeah, people have too much access to me. Mm. I was thinking too, like um, at one point, like, oh, I swore it was there. Like, why do I not know it? I feel so shitty. I don't know it, but uh. yeah, I mean, you can know my last name, it's, but I just removed it from all like my social media because yeah. of like my work. Like, I don't want people finding me that's completely valid so, um but yeah, yeah jordan can you uh introduce yourself tell us a little bit about who you are and what hi you do. sure um so i'm originally from north dakota from fargo mm -hmm. and i'm 31 years old currently mm -hmm. i live in portland oregon right now moved around a lot and currently i'm a full service sex worker and i do a little bit of instacarting on the side these days because economic collapse isn't that supposed to be like a like a thing when like sex workers or, or strippers and stuff like that stop getting business that's a sign that the economy's yeah crumbling. Oh, totally terrible. like we're fully in a recession mm. um it's, I mean, in Oregon, the money's never been that good. I've only been here for a year, but it's never been that good. But it's really like, it's tough these days. Where were you uh, before you were in Portland? <clears throat> I was in LA for four years. Um, and before that, I was in New York for four and Minneapolis before that. Right, so. right. Where you're from. Okay. Yeah. So you, you were born in Minneapolis then? No, I was born in Fargo. Okay. in north dakota north but that's dakota. just like okay. it's like three hours away from minneapolis so okay growing up in fargo it's like minneapolis is the closest like big city right so that's right. why i ended up there did when so, i like, graduated high school 
okay so like all the way from like being born there and through, through high school you were in Mar- fargo okay so we'll start yes. there though we'll start with fargo then so okay. um you're born in fargo <laughs> you've been conceived no uh uh so i don't know just tell me a little bit about a uh, school i guess you know so we, we can start there i suppose um you know uh you know you, you went to the elementary schools there the high school i guess yeah um, everything like that so how how would you say that one for you were you a good student bad student i was the worst student the worst i was student. so so bad um i have like horrible adhd and mm. it's crazy because i actually was diagnosed in like high school but i still didn't i don't feel like i got the help that i needed and i just could not get myself to care about anything unless it was something that i was interested in mm. which for me was only art so my art classes like i was in a lot of them i took like four because we had decent programs like photography painting and drawing i excelled i was like best in my class if i might say so um but other than that it was like impossible for me couldn't get me to do my homework did you i would uh... even um oh sorry go ahead Oh, I was just going to ask you, did you like uh, fail any grades or like, you know, get close to failing anything? Or was it just kind of um, like, oh, I'm a C student because yeah. whatever kind of thing? Okay. I don't think I ever fully failed a class, but I definitely got a lot of D's and a lot of C's very much. I think my like graduating GPA was like a 2.3, which was definitely like way in the lower percentile. Nice, nice. Yeah, I want to say I was around there, <laughs> something like that. I, I yeah, two point two, two point three, something like that. I I really wish that my parents had like forced me to like participate in my education more because now I'm like a full blown adult and surrounded by intellectuals, and I'm like, I don't know shit. I don't learn a goddamn thing in school. I feel granted most of it's like pointless, but yeah. still, it's like U.S. history. What is that? I don't know. I feel very similarly, I have to say, uh, all of my friends, like, not only did they do better in school, I mean, so, you know, up and down, but they all went to college and stuff. So mm-hmm. like, sometimes I'll be hanging out with them, they'll just be talking about stuff. And I'm just like, yeah, I, I did you go hang. to college? No, no. Uh, for like, um, to like two or three months, something like that a month or two, I can't even remember. I basically was only there. Uh, until like a week after the deadline where they were like okay now if you leave you don't get your money back like you'll owe us money and i was like right after that i was like nah i don't want to do this anymore and then i owed them like three thousand dollars i had to pay off yeah Um, it's crazy which wasn't too bad i suppose um so i i guess the next logical step would be college but i'm actually a little bit more curious now you mentioned like your parents uh you you hoping they would get like more involved or like pushing you Mm -hmm. into school um, would you say your parents were like, you know, really pushing you with school at all? I mean, it sounds like mm, not, but no, I mean, I come from like a background of like really hardworking people, you know, people in the Midwest are always, they've always been known to work really hard. Mm. Um, especially like in North Dakota, like both my parents grew up like really small town, like poor, like my mother worked really, really hard and she put herself through school with like three kids and working full time. Um, so they were just super busy in their own careers. Um, so they wouldn't come home till like, you know, 7 p.m., 8 p.m. sometimes. So I was just kind of doing my own thing. And mm. they would ask me, like, did you do your homework? I'm like, <laughs> yeah. 
but like I never did. I could not get myself to do it to the point where um, the only way I could get my work done is if I would wake up like super early, like at like five or 6 a.m. Because I needed the pressure to Mm -hmm. do it. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, it's like, why would I do that? I could watch eight hours of Boy Meets World. That only worked so much, though. (laughs) I feel like I'm getting I'm I'm like relating a lot, like um, kind of feeling like a C student. Like uh, I did actually a couple times, but just like not being able to get myself to do work unless I was interested, et cetera, et cetera. And Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, like waking up early and be like, I got to do the homework until like after a while. That doesn't work either. Cause like it doesn't, it's not, it's not new anymore. So like there's right. no, I don't know what it's supposed to be giving me some sort of yeah. dopamine hit or something. Totally. I also, I feel like it's not even, I don't blame myself. I blame the school system. Like they should have cared more. They should have reached out to my parents and been like, your kid's like super detached and like mm-hmm. not really participating in their education. Um, but it's it just a- super, super hands off. Was it like a smaller town or so like the school system um, was really kind of lacking or? Yeah, well, I was in Fargo. So it's the biggest city in North Dakota. Okay. But I don't know how much the population actually was. It's probably like 100,000 mm-hmm. at that time. So my graduating class, I think there was like 300 of us. Okay. So not tiny, but it wasn't huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They just didn't really care. Hmm. That really sucked. Did, so yeah, they didn't... Um... They like that. It doesn't sound like they're like on you about school per se. But did they have any other like sort of ideas? Like, um, did they like want you to be doing something particular? Or like, when they did spend time talking to you about these things, mm-hmm. did they have like certain expectations. Um, th- I would say that they were more focused on me, like learning how to be like a good worker. Mm. Um, which I kind of resent now because. So I'm trans and obviously back then I I wasn't trans, uh, but I was just like a little gay boy in North Dakota. So I just like really never felt like I fit in anywhere. But all of my friends were like, you know, the art freaks or in theater and stuff. But I had to go work every day after school. So I didn't really get an opportunity to like find a community for myself in that way. I had friends once, once I got to high school, but um, yeah, they didn't push me to do any like extracurricular stuff. It was l- really just focused on work, which kind of bit me ass when it came to like applying for colleges. Yeah. That is how they were raised. You know, yeah. they wanted me to understand the value of a dollar. Right. I had my own car, which I paid for and everything. So, and I, I do appreciate that, that I understand the value of a dollar and how to work hard. Um, but it kind of sucks. <laughs> it didn't even, uh, <laughs> You kept saying like, oh, they just want me to like work and they wanted me to work hard. And then I, this thought kept going into my head like, wow, like, you know, <laughs> I, I can't believe like this town was so work oriented. They're even like really wanting their daughter to like push working. And then I like kind of forgot that. You know, yeah. Um, I, I suppose you were just like you said, like just a little gay boy at the time. Just so a little gay boy. They, they're probably pushing a lot more. Uh, yeah you know traditional work values you know yeah or, or man, I, they I honestly they probably would have if i had been that makes you know, sense. a, a yeah. girl as well because they're just they're boomers you know yeah it's all about working and my mom was like all about working so what um what job did you have like i'm guessing it was like through high school yeah i actually so i started babysitting when i was like 12 or 13 which Mm. you couldn't even legally do you're too young so i took like an eight hour like training course to get certified 
to be a babysitter <laughs> so you learn like cpr and shit like that yeah so i would like babysit for my neighbors and stuff at that age and then um when i was really little while my parents were working before like preschool and stuff i went to a montessori school which also was a daycare and um my mom was friends with the director of that montessori and i just started volunteering there until mm-hmm. i could legally work so i started at like 13 14 and then they hired me i don't know maybe 15 years old so i was basically worked at a daycare every day throughout the summer it was like hour days but during school it was after school of course till like six uh that's kind of so so you had to work a job and then like there was also some expectation to do homework or was it was there like expectation for you to do school work kind of like like you're saying kind of just like maybe a little apathetic like oh did you make sure to do it and then like like what, what would happen when like they'd find out inevitably that like oh you're like almost failing a class or something honestly to my recollection i can't really like think of anything that they did i i know they would definitely like have concern about it but i don't think they really did anything (laughs) you you never got like a like a lecture or like maybe they snapped a little bit and were like what the fuck like why don't you yeah i think maybe the way they saw it is like i was a super creative kid and i was super passionate about photography and I wanted to go to art school and be a photographer. And I was really excelling in that. So they were just like, well, whatever, as long as you're, you know, Mm. excelling in something, right. They didn't care. Gotcha. But schools care about all your grades, not just your art grades. Right. Did, did you, uh, did you at, at some point, like maybe at at some point in high school, like have any plans or intentions, like for what you were going to do when you left or were you just kind of totally, Yeah, Yeah, I think since like maybe I was like 13, 14, I think maybe like eighth grade, I really fell in love with photography, like in such a like hyper fixated, like ADHD Mm. kind Mm -hmm. of way where it was like my life. So I want I knew I was like, I want to get out of Fargo. I want to go to art school and I want to be a photographer. That was the plan. And even from an even younger age, like when I was even like five, I was like drawing a lot. And I just always knew I wanted to be an artist before that. I think I actually wanted to be a clown, but it's <laughs> <laughs> a good one. Other than that, it's always been like art art yeah. or photography, I guess. Yeah. So when, when you got out of high school, did you like go start doing stuff for photography or like how, how did that kind of start working out as you got um, out of school? Well, I went, um, when I left high school, I went to the Art Institute International, mm. which is a for a private school a chain for profit um, all over the U.S. But I went to the location in Minneapolis, which was basically a scam. Um, okay. And I did it's a it's a three year program, but I did three or I'm sorry, I did two and then I dropped out. So when you say like institute and it's a scam, was it not really a it, like it wouldn't, you wouldn't even call it like a college. It was just some sort of like, no. like a trade this, school for art or something. But yeah, it was very you... like technical skill based. They didn't even have like a painting and drawing program. It was all about like creating people for the workforce in the art world, which is, you know, good, I guess. But it, it wasn't a place where you could really like hone in on your craft. Mm-hmm. Um what they would do is they would go to like small towns 
and I'd go to these kids' art classes where you, you know, it's like you don't have to be really talented in a small town. Right. And um, basically anyone who applies, they get accepted. And for a kid in North Dakota, they're just like, oh, my God, it's an art school in Minneapolis. Like, it's so exciting. Right. But they're not even accredited. Mm. So if I had wanted to, like, transfer to another college or something, I would have to completely start over because there's it wasn't a no college. accreditation. Yeah. Yeah. I think they even had, like, a bunch of lawsuits. Um, I'm sure. And and that location is definitely shut down now. So, <laughs> but you know, I went eighty thousand dollars into debt. Holy so, shit! Yeah. Did yeah. you? Um, that was like, did, did like a bank give you a loan for that or something, or was it more like yeah. they financed it for or something? Um, like you know, in house. I forget what those loans are called, like fast or whatever. Oh, so fa- There's oh. all these like school loans. So I wasn't it accredited loans. I had place. loans. But they gave, but FAFSA still gave you money for it, or yeah, because hmm. it, yeah, I mean, these places just want to give out money so you owe them more, you right. know. Um, they don't care if it's accredited or not. Yeah. Um, it's, but yeah, my parents paid for a large portion of it, but I'm I'm still paying it off, like you know, twelve years later. Yeah, of course. Um, so when you like you went there, and I'm guessing either you just realized like it sucked or it just wasn't working for you. Like, I guess yeah. question a, like what kind of happened there? And then like, did you like feel like, ah, now I don't want to do this anymore or like what kind of happened yeah. from there? Um, I was really like kind of a bitch when I was going to school there because like, I thought I was better than everyone. And honestly I was um, <laughs> the things that like <laughs> the things that like people were bringing into critiques we're just so amateur. Like I just, one thing that always sticks out in my mind, I remember some kid like brought in like still lives of just a Mountain Dew can, like sitting on a porch or something. I was like, I can't, like, I can't. So I, um, <laughs> like I really like, like high school. And yeah, exactly. It was yeah. bullshit. So I really like, I just hated everyone and I kind of revolted and started doing like a lot of like really raunchy, like nude photography, like mm. dick out, tits out, all of it, you know, because I just wanted to shake things up. And I like bleached my hair and started wearing leather. I just like, I really wanted to um, get out of there. And it affected my grades at a certain point where I just like, I wasn't doing the work anymore because I right. didn't want to. So I got to a point where I was just like, why am I doing this? I was really selling in my my job at the time. So I was like, I'm just going to focus on that and fuck school. So when you were um, like kind of to step back to high school a little bit, did you have like, how do I put this? Like, so like, obviously you just like didn't really care because you didn't like it or whatever you do or you weren't interested. So you weren't like, it wasn't grabbing your attention, but did you have any sort mm-hmm. of thoughts about it similar to that of like, Oh, this doesn't matter or this sucks. Or was it just like, you, you couldn't pay attention. It was both. Yeah. Even if I wanted to, um, well, like it doesn't matter. I just like, or... I, I couldn't, I couldn't absorb the information even if I wanted to, if I, mm. I could like read the same page 20 times and nothing. Mm. So uh, that's kind of the way that ADHD works. It's like, if you're not, if you don't have a genuine interest in it, it's like, you can't force yourself to like take in that information. Right. Yeah. So education is just really not for me. (laughs) I feel that. 
I was, I was just yeah. talking to somebody today about that. They were like, um, it, it's like a customer of mine for like my lawn care little side thing, but yeah. it's also like, uh, the, the mom of a girl I went to high school with and she was just kind of like lecturing me and stuff like that. And she was like, you should go back to school, like school. And I was just like, I don't oh. know, like maybe things would be different now. Cause I did have a shitty attitude about it, but I don't know. It just never, it just never really worked for me. Yeah. Uh, there's no way if yeah. I had to go back to school and take like a math or science class, which I can't even, I don't know what multiplication is anymore. Division, forget it. <laughs> There's no way. I guess in theory, you could take like classes or like a class or something. But I guess at that point, yes. I just don't completely understand. Like, yeah. I guess you would get the knowledge of the one thing and maybe it's a thing you're interested in. But then yeah. it's like, you're never going to, it's never going to amount to a degree because you, you're not going to be able to do the rest. So, right. Um, it's, yeah. I've thought about like taking like art history classes or like furniture design classes. Um, at like maybe a tech school or something mm -hmm. um, but this shit's expensive yeah it's not so, cheap here we um, are were you doing the so the art school in minneapolis was it close enough that you were still just doing the same job or did you have to like move over to minneapolis no um so i was a really cool kid and sure. i got a job at american apparel baby oh fuck yeah you did which at that time like 2009 it's like yeah you're fucking cool if That's you work right girl i haven't seen a miracle in Paris story <laughs> so long like such a poser not like such a dork <laughs> mm -hmm. and well they're all shut down now it's oh, tragic okay. but i, I worked that. for them for like five years mm. um but i was yeah i was doing visual merchandising for them while i was in school so i was doing like the product placement and the mannequins the window displays and it was honestly a really like creative environment. The pay was shit, but I had the best time there. Um, so after I dropped out of school and I was really doing well there, I was like, okay, well, I want more. So I decided I was going to move to New York and I, I transferred jobs uh, there. I got um, okay. the same job basically, but in New York. Well, that's cool that that worked out. I I never really yeah. considered that idea that you could just like transfer your job and they'd be like, oh, yeah, we'll just put you at this other one. But I guess it's a chain. So like it's the, if there's a spot. Yeah. Well, it's I, the best way to move. I, I wouldn't have been able to any other way because like I was like 20, 21. I didn't have any money. So I mean, New York sounds like a pretty big change of pace and like expenses and like everything from uh, yeah. you know, Minneapolis. So like how did that it go was... for you? It was so hard at first. I remember my first week um, working there. Like, I so I was, I don't know if you're familiar, but I worked like right off Canal Street where it's just like um, they sell like the fake like purses and stuff like oh, that. It's kind of sure. like just a lot of chaos. Um, I used to just go there on my lunch break and I would go behind the Burger King and I would just cry and I was like, I don't want to come home. Um, but I didn't. And to be honest, like my life in New York wasn't that much more expensive than my life in Minneapolis. Hmm. At that time, it's like, yeah, you get a, a bedroom and a three apartment or a three bedroom apartment with some other people. And it's like, I think like $600 That's not bad. a month. Yeah, it was totally yeah. reasonable. I guess I they're both obviously kind of living in Brooklyn, but big cities too, I suppose. So it's like, you know, living in the Minneapolis, like the main city of a place is kind of probably going to be pretty similar across the board. Yeah. Um, I, I, when I lived in Minneapolis, I had my own apartment for a little mm -hmm. while. 
and then I had a roommate, but I paid around the same that I did in New York. So it was cool. How did you like having roommates? Curious about that. <laughs> my well, first, my first roommates in New York were like one guy was a lawyer. He was gay, and uh, the other one was a lesbian who was like in finance. And I just had <laughs> so much anxiety the whole time. Yeah, that I w- I didn't leave my bedroom. I would literally piss in bottles. <laughs> like, oh no! I, I had a stack of like Little Caesars pizza boxes, like in the corner of my room. Like I'm not joking. Probably like eight boxes of like pizza. Like I would just stay in there oh, at wow. all times, and I didn't cook. So, yeah. <laughs> Did the when you? <laughs> I guess this is a little off track to the, the, the main premise here, but when you moved in, did you like find them and they were like, oh yeah, we're looking for a roommate. And then yeah, like, I, f- I found them so, on Craigslist. So just imagining, I mean, I guess I'm assuming they were like cleaner or more put together or whatever, but I'm just yeah. imagining like, oh yeah, I am in finance and like, oh, I'm a lawyer. And you're just like, I work at American Peril and also yeah. piss bottles and little Caesar's pizza. Like <laughs> how long? <laughs> well, they didn't know. I mean, they probably did know. They were like, she never comes out of her room um but th- we all really like kept to ourselves but after like eight months of living there i had made friends through like instagram and i ended up moving into a friend's place okay and i lived with friends for the next like three four years and had a great time did you um like end up doing anything different uh there or did you just kind of work at american apparel the whole time did you have any other um, jobs the first two years i worked at american apparel and then i decided to start moving up baby time to go on a bigger and better thing because i live in new york it's the fashion capital and i got a job at max mara which is not people always confuse it for like max azria which is like some tacky um brand but i have no idea where you are (laughs) max mara is a luxury brand it's italian and um started out in like a really small town in italy like it's very well they're very well known for their outerwear like when you're 16 years old in italy you get a uh, a max mara coat a manuela they call it sure sure um so it was really bougie and a super big change of like pace and like no creativity anymore. I was doing the same type of work, but it was on a totally different scale. And it was the worst job of my entire life. It was so miserable. Um, but I hopped around doing, you know, visual merchandising at a couple places until I started transitioning. Okay. Um, yeah, doesn't it... I imagine you go from American apparel to this bougie place. And it's one of those things where it's like, Oh, they pay more. And they also yeah. are terrible. <laughs> oh my, it was like a, it was like a $20,000 pay increase. Holy shit. Yeah. So it was major. And they really kind of like took a chance on me. Um, but the director of visual merchandising, there was an absolute narcissistic, psychotic bitch. Like see that. she would come in and just scream at people. Like she was truly, it was like the devil wears Prada. Oh like if there was a light, I worked in a three story, huge building. Yeah. Yeah. And if there was a light bulb out, honey, I would get my ass reamed. It was super stressful. And I couldn't get myself to care that much about shit that just like didn't actually matter. So yeah. Of course, yeah. Um, the job I had, the job I had after that was a little bit more chill. Um, but then once I transitioned, um, I just like needed a change. Yeah. So, um, 
I guess this is the point where you start transitioning and um, did that like start to like, I, I know it sounds like it happened kind of at the same time. My eating, my meeting will end in 10 minutes. <gasps> Why? I don't have pro. They're going to cut us off. Oh. oh, I didn't know that was like a thing. Maybe they'll yeah. let us keep going. Well, let's see what happens in 10 minutes. Yeah, you um, might just have to call me back or something. Yeah, we'll see what, what it does. Um, I guess I gotta get pro. Anyway, um what was I gonna say? I guess I'm trying to think about how to word this. So did it happen where like you were I mean, I I I assume you don't wake up and then you're like, all right, I'm transitioning now, right? So like <laughs> was it like effect was like, you know, those feelings or thoughts or etc. I mean, I have no idea. But like uh-huh. did those start to like affect you at work at all? Or like yes. did it kind of like coincide with like, oh, I need to change and also I need a job change? Or like how how did those mm-hmm. things kind of line up or not or it's- you know? it fully affected, um, my, my work. Um, at at this time, the job that I had was like, I didn't really have much to do most of the time. So sitting at like a desk, looking at a computer and I just like started having these feelings for some reason. And I became obsessed and I would spend like all day just like watching like Gigi Gorgeous on YouTube, just like researching other trans people, like how to transition hormones and stuff. And I didn't fully know at that time, like I want to transition. I feel like I'm a woman, but I, I couldn't understand why I was so fixated on it. I was like obsessed with it um, that I, I just like, wasn't even really like doing my job anymore mm-hmm. until one one night I saw this video um, that was kind of like um, questions to ask yourself if you are thinking about transitioning. Mm. And there were questions like if, you know, if you woke up on a deserted Island and you could choose to be the opposite gender with like no like negative repercussions societally or anything like that, would you do it? Those types of questions. And I just remember the morning after watching that, I woke up and I was like, yeah, I'm a woman. <laughs> and then from that day, I decided to like take action. And I, I found um, the Calvin Lord Center, which is like an LGBT like healthcare center in New York. Mm-hmm. And um, I went in and I got on hormones pretty easily. And I didn't I told like, um, like my friends that were like that I was close with. Um, but at my job, I didn't tell anyone until like I was maybe like three months into taking hormones and um at that point it really like it changed my job for me not that anyone treated me badly or anything but I also I traveled a lot for this job and Mm. my boss lived in Detroit I lived in New York and so it was a lot of like email communication so coming out to like an entire company I literally I remember it was a Friday like right before uh, the workday was done I sent out an email to like every person that works in the building you know like 50 yeah. fucking people telling them that I'm trans it was absolutely terrifying yeah I would and, imagine so. um everyone was super supportive but I would still get like misgendered all the time and like emails and stuff like that so I'd show up at a place and they're expecting like I he him and I'm like a little she her and it just became like really overwhelming for me and to like 
have to get on the train every morning and just you become so self-conscious during that that initial phase of transition Mm -hmm. I just just like I just can't do this anymore so I like quit really out of the blue so yeah I guess I guess that that kind of helps me um understand the question I was asking is like yeah so it wasn't necessarily that the job was like bad you didn't want to do the job anymore but maybe just this kind of like the the transition like (laughs) there's no other word for it that yeah. you kind of like needed to uh, kind of step away from everything and like kind of ha- get to go- like um, it's like uh, when you like move to a new school and you get to like try on a new thing because no mm-hmm. one else knows who you are. Was it kind of like kind of like that maybe when you like? Yeah, I needed you a fresh next? start. That's, yeah. that's something I when people reach out to me and ask me like for advice when they're transitioning, I say move to a new city, start a new life, because even though people that you know and love like that will probably still support you it's such a hard transition for those people as well as yourself um like your friends are still going to probably misgender you and stuff it's just hard and sometimes it's easier to go start fresh somewhere new where they only know you as the person that you are now they don't have any history with you it's so that's what i wanted to do it, it kind of makes me think like it's almost like like with a breakup like you have to like get away from everything as much as you can else things will keep yeah. reminding you of that or like yes. i guess it's like i guess you're bringing up like the other part side of you i suppose maybe mm-hmm. but uh yeah i mean that makes a lot of sense you know like the like you said that it sounds like they'd be supportive but the more you i'm just reiterating what you're saying for like my own brain but um so where did you end up going then? Like, what was your next? Did you move again? Is that when you moved? Or yeah. Did you, like, find out? Okay. Yeah. Well, at first I wasn't planning on moving right away. Um, but I was like, okay, just quit my job. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't have an income coming in. And that's when I got on like seeking arrangement and mm. went on a couple dates. Excuse me. And um, I wasn't really making any money on there. But so- I made a little bit. Um, just to, to get, get a little bit of a timeline here. So how long ago... Was that from now, like that when you first start, you know, you quit that job, you start doing that. Yeah. So this was in 2016, 15, 16. Okay. Yeah. So talking like six, seven years since you yes. started doing yeah. what you're you know, essentially still doing now. Yes. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, so I, I tried to just kind of like get by for like a month or two, I think, in New York and um a friend in LA just reached out and they're like you should just move to LA I was like (laughs) okay (laughs) it was really that simple but before I went there I wanted to like go back home to North Dakota um because I hadn't seen my family since I started this transition so I'm like six months into my transition at this point and I wanted to go back home and just kind of reset and try to make some money on the side doing something there um, and I ended up being there for like six months. Okay. Way too long. <laughs> so um, we, we have like two minutes, 50 seconds left. So okay. I'm, I have like, should we end this and then try to restart? Yeah. I have like a question and I don't want to like start it and then. Yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah, I'm going to end it and we'll see what happens, I guess. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. Everything looks like it's doing the thing. All right. Okay. That was nice. I was actually kind of nice to get that little break. It is too hot in here. And muggy. I'm sweating. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Like I stood up and I felt like water just poured down my leg. No, I'm kidding. But like, it's, it's rough anyway. Um, 
Okay. So uh, where we left off, uh, you basically just kind of, you know, brought up like, yeah, I got done working at the last clothing place after your transition um, or transitioning, starting to transition. And so, you know, you start, you know, looking into seeking arrangements, sex work, et cetera, dates. I, I, I'm not sure exactly to what extent you started doing these. Um, did did that, um, like, how did that occur to you? You know, was it like, did you know other people doing it? Was it you just like came across like a listicle of like how to make money? And so you're like, all right, I'll try that. Or like, you know. Yeah. Um, so at that time, I didn't know any like sex workers personally, um, but I knew of seeking seeking arrangement i think i'd actually tried it when i was a gay man before okay. but I, nothing came of it um and i knew i think my roommate used seeking arrangement um you know just to try to like get a sugar daddy or dates whatever um so that's how i ended up on it as kind of like a last resort and but also i was kind of just like feeling my oats because i was like a woman down you know mm, it was just sure, kind of fun sure. yeah um so i went on maybe like three dates um got like three hundred dollars for each one one of them i even like fucking went on a train out of the city only for like three hundred dollars just like absolutely nothing mm-hmm. um but um now, yeah, then i decided to move back home uh-huh. for a little while was sorry i didn't mean to interrupt but um so you say three hundred dollars like oh it was nothing is that nothing yeah. like now or was it like even nothing then or like how, how um, would you kind of well, like, you know, I your first know. time doing it, you know, I wonder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To me, it's like, I don't think that any girl should be making less. Truthfully, mm-hmm. it should be $1,000 minimum. But right. that's not really how it is. Sure. Um, so, I mean, back then, you know, $300 is like, yeah, $300. Right. Um, but, you know, today, absolutely not. <laughs> okay. Um, when you, when you were doing those first few, um, were you kind of like, I mean, I don't know, like how did that feel? What was that like? Like, I mean, it's like your first time meeting a stranger yeah. for money for like, you know, I, I whatever yeah. thing you guys, you know. <laughs> I, I, um, I, yeah. I remember being kind of excited, but also like grossed out. Um, all mm. three of them were like older men, like not attractive, I remember my first like real like very like normal um client where it's just like just for an hour um I went to his hotel room and in like Manhattan and he was a writer and he was really nice but he was just so nasty and he was wearing like nude pantyhose and he wanted me to wear nude pantyhose and this was my oh. first time, like, really, like, experiencing, like, <laughs> fetish shit. Yeah. Um, and, but he did buy me some, like, nice lingerie afterwards from Nordstrom just online. Yeah. <laughs> so that was kind of nice. But um, I didn't, I honestly didn't really mind it too much. It was gross, but I just didn't care. <laughs> were you, were you, um, <laughs> oh. So, like, would you have considered yourself, like, pretty sexually active, like, before you started doing this sort of thing, or? Mm. Okay. Um, My sexuality as a gay man was really interesting. Um, I considered myself a sexual person, but I didn't have that much sex. Okay. I would kind of have, like, a manic episode, maybe, like, twice a year, and mm. just be, like, a psycho slut, like, 
right before right before I transitioned, I kind of had like a last hurrah as a gay man. Because when I was about to transition, I I basically I didn't know that people were attracted to trans women. And I was like, okay, like no one's ever gonna want you again. So like right. go have fun. I was completely wrong, of course, but I remember I went I was on a work trip and I like sucked a guy's dick at the airport in Chicago. And then I flew into New York and I let a guy fuck me in a bathroom in New York at the airport. And then I went home and I found like three guys on Grindr and I sucked all their dicks. Like that's like what my sexuality was like as a gay man. But Mm -hmm. I would do that maybe like once a year. Right. Other than that, nothing. (laughs) It's, um, (laughs) Again, kind of slightly off topic, but it's it's I guess it's pretty on topic. Uh, anyway, just hearing you say the like, <laughs> oh yeah, when I grinder and I like sucks and do dicks. Meanwhile, I listened to like it was like your first or second episode of Deeply Unwell, and you're just uh-huh. like, oh yeah, like I don't know, I just kept getting on grinder trying to find people. So it sounds like, um, do you still kind of have? I mean, I guess this is a yeah. to the whole, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but, <laughs> I'm still a psycho slut. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I uh, I keep. <laughs> I don't want to like be all stiff, you know, but like also like I because like, you know, there's supposed to be like. A yeah, sorry. I'm like following. a super no, you're graphic ab- You're person. absolutely. Fi- no, it's not even the the, gra- the graphicness of it. I just think um, I've never had uh, someone on where like I got like, <laughs> I don't know, just really interested in the other stuff. Like, because it's yeah. just fun to talk about. Yeah. Um, and I just keep being like, oh, yeah. And like, I just really give it up, too. I'm not yeah, private at all. I don't care. For sure. Um, it's it's no issue at all. I mean, I I was telling somebody today, I was like, yeah, I'm doing a, another time to adult with uh, you know, her name's Jordan. You know, she's a sex worker, da 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 da. And like, um, I remember like I didn't really think anything of it until I said it to someone else, and I was thinking, I was like, yeah, I guess that 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 is going to lend itself to a, a change of pace to the normal conversations I have. But uh, you know, you're welcome for that. Yeah, you know, I need all, you, to spice all of your up my listeners life. are probably just... Republicans that are going to dox me and come kill me now. Oh, well, I'm sorry for that. Anyway, anything for the listens. Um, so you ended up moving to uh, back to um, North Carolina, North Dakota, North yeah. Dakota. Sorry. And yeah. uh, while you were there, um, I don't know, like. I, I imagine you spent a lot of time kind of with your parents, like dealing with, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the transitioning and stuff like that. Um, yeah. Did you do, and, and you know, we, we, you're welcome to talk about that if you'd like, but I'm curious, you know, did you work at all while you were there? Did you just kind of stay with your parents? Did you do any sex work while you were there? Anything like that? I didn't, I didn't do any sex work there, um, but I was living with my parents and I got a job at a little boutique in like the downtown area. so i was just like selling clothes um and then i mean that was like hardly any money so i also became an uber driver which was like honestly like i was so insane um like i'm in north dakota and i'm an early transitioner like my hair wasn't even really grown out like it was so obvious that i was a trans woman it's like yeah that's a dude um and i was just like feeling my oats and i would go like drive uber at night because the drinking culture is super big there i would wear like a slutty little like stress from drunk people Mm. like i was really asking to get murdered but i never (laughs) had any issues it was really crazy i did get sexually harassed and i got scared a couple times um like that but 
I was asking for it. <laughs> um, so that's that's how I made my money there. Okay. Um, so what? So when you uh, you know moved back to um, Dakota, did you? Mm -hmm. um, I don't know, like, what what was your plan from there, I guess? Like, were you just trying to stay home for a little bit to figure things out? Did you have a plan? Did you come up with a plan from there? Or My, yeah, my plan was literally just to try to, like, make some money so I could move to L.A. Right. Because by the time I left New York, I didn't have any money left. So I couldn't just, like, get up and move to L.A. So I was just trying to save some money, you know, live with my parents for a little bit. Um, and once I was there... Um, I got on seeking arrangements again and a guy from LA actually reached out to me, flew me out to LA before I even moved and um, wanted me to spend like three days with him for like X amount of money. Mm -hmm. uh, and that was like my first time, like really spending time in LA. Um, and then like a month or two after that, did the move to LA. Um, when you, well, while you're still back to Dakota for six months, did your parents have any sort of like, I don't know, did they ask you at all? Like, okay, so what's your plan now? Or like, did they have mm -hmm. any input or anything like that? Or Yeah, honestly, I was so straight up with my mom. I told her about this guy that wanted to fly me out there. Oh, okay. Some time with him. Mm -hmm. And I was like, mom, I'm going to move to LA and I'm going to like, be a sex worker because I want all these surgeries. I, my transition is really expensive and like, that's how I'm going to make it happen. Of course she was concerned, but I've always been a super independent person and like taking care of myself. And my mom just was like, okay, yeah. Obviously I didn't tell my dad. I don't really right. have that type of relationship <laughs> with my dad. Sure. Um, but he like knows, I know that my mother like told him, but it's not right. something we ever talk about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Did so, Wow. You know, I kind of expected, um, I guess when I asked the question, I was just wondering like, oh, like, did they, you know, suggest you do this or that? Or did they, you know, want you to do anything in particular? Oh, for did sure. Go, did they go like, oh, you know, I know Steve down the street can get you a job doing so and so. But, you yeah. know, the idea that like, you just told them up front, like, I, I honestly would have just assumed <laughs> that you were just like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm going to go find work in L.A. And they'll be like, ah, yeah. you kids going to L.A. thinking you're going to make it. And yeah. Like, no, you just straight up just. No, I mom. cannot tell a lie, especially mm -hmm. to my mother. It's like we're really like close in that way. Um, she did tell me that I should like go to like nursing school. Right. Um, but I was like, no, thanks. <laughs> you know how school went, mom. This isn't that's not. <laughs> yeah, it's not for me. All yeah. I'm good for is sucking dick, mom. Sorry. Did uh? So how did that um? going so like you went over there was it mm -hmm. you went over there for a little bit to stay with the guy and you came back or was it like you went i to came do the back. guy okay how, yeah. how did that like first like big like you know was it like a day was it like a week and like you know it was, was it... i was supposed to be staying with him at his house for three days but i only made it through the first day and oh, then i was wow. like i i have to get out like it was so unbearable um, it was really dehumanizing. I remember the first night. <laughs> Sorry, this is gonna be really graphic. No, it's fine. No, listeners. absolutely. No, no. I was, um, no, it's fine. But his, I just remember he like sucked my nipples so hard and aggressively that they were like bleeding. Oh my um, god! It was really truly miserable, and I just didn't like 
understand like how to like take control of the situation at that time so I just kind of let it happen Mm -hmm. and he was just really dehumanizing like I remember at breakfast the next day like in his kitchen he like wanted me to eat my oatmeal like naked I'm just like I can't just be this like sex robot for three days so I ended up um kind of like ending the deal with him and then I just went and got a shitty hotel room in Hollywood Mm. for the last two days gotcha did uh Ah, oh, geez, I'm sure he wasn't too happy about that. Did you uh, get paid at all, at least? Or was it just like, all right, well, yeah. bye then? So I wish I remembered how much she was supposed to give me. I think it was maybe like $3,000. Okay. Um, And we were going to, so the day that I kind of ended it with him, we were going to go for a hike and he dropped me off at Nordstrom and gave me $500 to get some hiking shoes and buy like lingerie, whatever else. And I bought a couple things and we went on our hike and... Um, that's when I like told him like, I don't think I can do this, um, anymore. And he was upset about it. And I was like, are you still going to pay me? And he was like, no. Right. And he wanted, he wanted me to leave that stuff that he had just bought for me also. And I was like, I spent 24 hours with you, dude. Like I deserve something. So right. I took the stuff back to Nordstrom and returned it. So all I made was like, I kept the shoes probably like $400. Damn pretty shitty experience you probably didn't but... make anything after the hotel i bet like yeah like oh yeah talking. and i i yeah and i paid for my flight like i was just dumb i didn't know that, what the hell i was doing um but then once i actually ended up moving to la um my now best friend and roommate um she was a like full service sex worker um already and she had been for years and she kind of took me under her wing and taught me everything did you uh so um she she was like a friend you met like on Instagram, I'm guessing, and like she's the one who told yeah. you to come down and stuff. So um was she kind of like from the beginning kind of like talking to you about this stuff and like maybe like you like let them know you were doing it and like maybe trying to get some tips and stuff here and there? Or was it kind of like um, you were just kind of on your own? Do- I mean, I guess you already, you know, you were on your yeah. own doing it, but I don't think it was until I um, went out there and met that client who flew me out that I like fully knew that like, okay, I'm going to come to LA and I'm going to be a sex worker. Um, It wasn't something she pushed on me at all. It was something I kind of already decided. And we were friends at that point for maybe like six months. So, you know, I just, I knew like her lifestyle and like Mm. she was paying for her surgeries with it. So I just, Gotcha. I had, I lived with her for the first like three weeks or something. Um, and she was just like teaching me everything. So when that happened and, uh, you know, even uh, any subsequent between now and or between then and now, like, was there any points or like experiences that made you go like, all right, I, I'm just not going to do this anymore or like. Oh, yeah. All the like, time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in the beginning, I mean, I was making so much money. Um they all they love the new girl you know (laughs) especially if you're like early in your transition they love it that's interesting yeah because they obviously are all gay and just want men (laughs) like the more surgeries you get the more feminine you are the less Mm -hmm. they like you that's not true for all of them but it's just a little observation i've made i imagine Um, it's like you're saying like it's a lot of gay guys who just aren't with or, or haven't come to terms with it yet so there's like this, yeah there's like the outward part of them themselves that's like well they gotta you know still be a girl though but then like the internal part of themselves like but we want a man or a boy yes. or whatever you know yeah. how they view it so then it's they like, want a you, little you gotta find that balance boy. yeah yeah 
Yeah. Wow. Um, but I was, I mean, I met my first boyfriend in LA after I'd been there for maybe like seven months or so. And up until that point, you know, sex work was still really new for me. I was saving up for my first surgery. Mm-hmm. And, um, but once I met him and I like fell in love for the first time, it was so, so hard to keep doing. Um, oh. and not even because of like a pressure that he put on me, but just like, I was in love. It's like, yeah, I no, yeah. fuck all these strangers. Um, yeah, like I absolutely. just wanted to be with just him. So that was, that was really hard. Um, and I, I did end up kind of semi quitting for a moment mm. in LA, but I never fully was out of the game. Cause once you get used to that kind of money, it's like, you can't let it go. Yeah. 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 I ended up getting a full-time job at another retail shop that my ex got me but I would still see, you know, maybe like two or three clients a month. I, yeah, I would imagine. Um, yeah. It's just like, I mean, the money, <laughs> you know, like, um, yeah. Did, did you ever like, um, I don't know, just try to think like, oh, okay. Like, is there, there's gotta be some other way I can make money too. Or did you just kind of figure like, it, it sounds like you just kind of kept resigning back to like, yeah, but the money, um, did, was there <laughs> yeah. any like, I mean, you know, was there any other, I mean, redeeming qualities to the job for you or what, you know, was it up and down? Like, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a very love hate relationship. I go through phases where sometimes I'm just like, I hate this. And then other times I'm like, I really think about it. It's like, I actually don't want to quit. I love the freedom that I have. I don't work for anyone. Like it's, I don't want to say it's like not having a job because it fully is a job, but for sure. it's not it's so untraditional um, or non-traditional. And so I just like, I can do whatever I want. If I want to like go travel or take a little road trip, I can do whatever I want, whenever I want, as long yeah. as the money's flowing. Yeah. So I, why would I give that up? Yeah. yeah I suppose, um, you know, you know kind of like you're saying, like there's websites for this and like, I'm sure you can use grinder or whatever. Like, yeah. Like mm-hmm. wherever you go. I mean, it, I imagine, yeah, like you're saying, as long as there's a, a, a money flow, you can kind of go wherever you want and still have the opportunity to make a little money. Um, with yeah. that said, I, I, you know, you did start this kind of mentioning that where you're at now, um, things are kind of slow. Mm-hmm. Um, has that like, and you, you're like doing, you know, other stuff. Uh, you were saying, um, what do you call it, like Instacart and stuff like that? Yeah. Um, how, how does it feel to be kind of like doing like a hybrid thing right now? Like, does that, bother you um, in any ways or is it kind of like like no truthfully i started doing instacarting because my friend started doing it just like because she loves grocery shopping mm-hmm. and i was like oh this is kind of a nice way to make like a little extra cash you can make like a hundred dollars a day working like four to five hours you know, it's not a lot of money but it's like it's nice but what i actually really like about having a little side hole is it gives me some structure in my life mm, mm-hmm. because not having any structure ooh, honey <laughs> it's bad it's i'll just good. lay in bed for days you know it's definitely not yeah. good for the mental health so it's great to have a real reason to like get up take a shower look hot <laughs> and like leave the house instead of just like waiting around for calls and stuff because especially here like they don't come Right. go weeks without seeing a client now so yeah um i i definitely can relate to that you know it's funny i uh 
keep having these like up and down things of like, you know what? I'm just going to like, I have some money saved up. I'm going to like not work anymore. And I'm going to like pursue all these things I want to do. Mm-hmm. And like, I low key had that opportunity during the pandemic where they're giving you like $800 a week to not go to work. And I mm-hmm. flopped it so bad. Cause I was just like, all right, cool. Like I'm going to set up my structure. And then I will just like, you know, just completely. Um, and I, I'm very upset. I, I, I insist that at some point I'll get it down. Um, that I'll be able to like create that structure. Cause you yeah. know, it sounds like, um, I like I like to think I have a good work that work ethic and it sounds like, you know, in general, you know, you do as well. Um, but uh, how. Um, yeah, I guess like how how have you managed to like structure yourself, if if at all, like mm-hmm. when you were just doing sex work, you know, was it basically just like you're saying, like it was just off mode until a call came and then you would like work around that or. Yeah, um, you know, it kind of depends on like where I'm at financially when I'm like in a low period where I'm like, there's not enough money coming in. I, I do just kind of like shut myself off from the world. And I'm like, I need to just make sure I'm at home and available because the thing with sex work, it's like, it's an impulsive industry, like clients, Mm -hmm. men, they're horny. It's impulsive, especially for how much money they're spending. (laughs) It's like, they're not always going to be like, yeah, I'd like to schedule you for a week from now because most likely they're going to jerk off and they won't be here. They want you anymore. in an hour, 30 <laughs> you know? minutes, something like that. Right, right. You know, they call you and they're like, can I come now? And it's like, no, you can't. So when times are really tough, yeah, I, I, I just like kind of hang out at home, which is fine because I like just hanging out anyway. But when I first moved here, so um, before we actually moved here, we came and looked at houses and I wanted to just test out the waters here, like client wise, see what they were like. And I ended up having a really bad experience where a guy like assaulted me, like hit me and, yeah, and like yeah. broke my um, cheekbone. Um, so after that, uh, people on the internet just like donated a bunch of money to me. And I was able to not do sex work for like six or seven months. The first uh, six, seven months that we're living here in Portland. So that was like really nice. And I just, put all of my time and energy into like getting our house together and like Mm -hmm. decorating and starting new. But now that that's over, it's like, (laughs) it's really tough. Yeah. Yeah. I I remember seeing, um, I like your little projects and stuff and like Mm -hmm. scraping paint off of stuff and getting the stuff looking nice. I, yeah, it was (laughs) so fun. I really loved it so much. It's funny. I, the, the, like the, I mean, you know, first of all, like, I don't even think I should have to caveat it, but like, obviously it's like terrible. You got assaulted. Like that's <laughs> yeah. terrible, but yeah. um, it also sounds like it meant you got six, seven months worth of, you yes. know, um, you know, living uh, expenses taken care it of. It really so- like, it was a horrible experience, but it also like was such a blessing at the same time. I imagine you kind of needed that time though. You know, I did. Yeah. yeah. Like after something really- like that. Yeah, it was that was what the money was really for. It's mm-hmm. so I didn't have to see clients because um, I was traumatized by it um, for a long time. I'm pretty much over it now. Still a little bit af- afraid, but um, yeah, I forgot where I was going <laughs> with that. How long? Um, I mean, I, I, I'm sure you. You know, there's the the guy treating you really uh, like. Uh, objectively and you know i'm sure you've had your like up and down you know i mean you know we mean me and you had talked about um 
you were telling me a bit about one guy who's just kind of gross and you know mm-hmm. but um how like long were you going before like something this serious happened i mean what, what, what i don't quite remember the timeline there but like sounds like it was yeah. a good few years at least before yeah um so i had uh, before that had happened i'd been in the game for like four or five years okay, yeah and i consider myself to have a pretty good intuition and a good screening process so i was never really in a situation like that before um the reason that i ended up in that situation i fucked up is because i just like really needed money at that time and normally i won't see someone i don't negotiate my like prices because you know someone who's willing to pay x amount of money is usually going to be a better quality client if they're only willing to pay you know hundred dollars two hundred dollars like they're you know, you're kind of taking a risk. And so I took that risk and that's what happened. I see. So I don't, I don't do that shit anymore. <laughs> and it's also not worth it. It's like, you want me to touch you for a hundred dollars? Are you insane? Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. In this I, economy? <laughs> you know, it's funny. I, I, I keep saying that, that just, you know, thinking like, it, it honestly doesn't sound that much different from, you know, running any other sort of service you know uh, yeah business i mean you know um you know the i, I guess the only thing you can really say is like the uh correlation the, uh, the not correlation but the selling of your body is like more mm-hmm. direct i guess you could say you know yeah. but at the end of the day you know um you're working you're doing you know you're providing yeah. for somebody else and similarly like i mean i don't want to make like a, a dress stretch or anything like that but you know it occurs in like I don't know, as a landscaper or lawn care, you know, like sometimes you just like have someone ask you like, oh, yeah, can you like do this for me or like that? What are your rates? And like you have that little conversation and you just kind of pick up like, mm-hmm. yeah, I can tell you're going to like be difficult, you know, like you're not going to yes. the price or like you're going to say yes. But then later you'll be like, I don't know about that. And then, you know, like, yeah, you can always tell. <laughs> yeah. You know, I can, yeah, I can tell within the first like 10 seconds of talking to a man it's like you're a time waster you're poor Mm. like you're just not it (laughs) i had always uh, tell i had one uh like last or a couple weekend weeks ago um i was you know cutting somebody's house and um the lady who like i had talked to um anyway and you know i was with my friend i was having him come with me and we were cutting the house and like the neighbor came out was like oh like you do this for a business or what's up i'm like yeah you know yeah i do this and he was like asking me to like take a look at his place and see how much I would cut it for. And I think there was like a mild, like he spoke English, but I felt like we just like weren't connecting. Right. You know, mm-hmm. in terms of like the language barrier. And I remember like, yeah, at first he seemed very like, yes, yes. I want someone to come my lawn. I need someone to come my lawn. And then I told him the price and he was like, okay, do it. And then like at that moment I was like, ah, well, do you at least I, mean it? I at least I get this one time thing. Yeah. And, you know, he pays me and he's just like, yeah, like, how often do you do this or whatever? I'm like, yeah, I come out every other week. So like I can I won't be here next week. I'll come you know, one after. I was like, yeah, just keep coming. Like whenever you can just come. The grass gets too, gets too long. I show up today and like I, I just cut it because like that. It, yeah. It, all signs point. Just like, yeah, just cut the grass. It was long. I did it. And he comes out. And he's like, did did Kevin call you? I'm like, who the fuck? Like, I don't know who the fuck Kevin is. And yeah. he's just like, well, why, why did you, well, how much is it again? I was like, oh, it's $40. And he's like, that's too expensive. Why, why did you cut it? You call me next time. And I was just like, what are you talking oh, about? God. And like, he paid me, but he just like, he would just like, 
I didn't have anything to say. I was just like, yeah, like, oh, well, you know, when we talked, you wanted me to come by and do it as often as possible. Right. It's, it's like, what yeah, you I've... told me to do. Yeah. He's like, yeah, but I, I, you call it's too expensive. The, 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 it's too long. Like he, he was like pointing at like the height I cut at, which you can't cut much shorter than I cut it without like fucking up your grass. But like, whatever, yeah. dude. And like he was just trying to complain. Yeah. And he was like, that's just like two hundred dollars a month. I'm like, you, whatever. Anyway, then don't, is, uh, then don't hire me, dude. The point. Yeah. But yeah, the point is, is like, yeah, like in any sort of industry of like the service type, you know, you're going to run into like screening and knowing and like picking yeah. up on signs. And so, yeah, I mean, it sounds like you have that down pretty good. Um, I guess, I suppose, except for the fact that you yeah. know, you, you kind of let it slip a little because you needed the money and yeah, I mean that's you're a tough always situation taking to be a risk. In. Yeah. Yeah. It's always a risk, but um, you know, I try to anytime I've not listened to my intuition and just been like, I just feel like this guy's like a little weird, or like I I just feel like he's not gonna show up, it's always right. Yeah. So after, you know, so many years, you've just learned to like, even though I don't have any real reason to feel like you're not legit. I just know that you're not. Yeah. And you just got to believe yourself. That's tough. So, I mean, I guess it's kind of, um, on the one hand, like you're saying, like the money's too good to say no to. That's almost a little, yeah. It's almost, a, it's kind of a little worrisome. I, I can't think of the right word, but you know, just yeah. like being it's... in a position where it's like the money's really good, but you got to be smart. And just like the way that those things will kind of like get a little too close sometimes. And... Yeah. It's fully a trap. Like, yeah. you know, trans girls reach out to me all the time and, you know, they ask me like, how do I get into the industry? And so I'm just like, don't do it unless you really actually have to, because right. once you're in, you're never going to leave. Yeah. Um, I suppose I was going to ask at some point. Yeah. I mean, do you, would you, it sounds like you wouldn't recommend it to anybody, but uh... <laughs> <laughs> do you, uh, regret it at all or anything or? um no i don't regret it um it's it just is what it is it's given me the life that i have um it, i've made a lot of sacrifices for it like i don't date because it's just too hard yeah um so i've kind of like given up on that but also it's like men suck anyway so what am i missing out on <laughs> um i don't regret it but i I do. I look at all these other people that I was, you know, in my early twenties with in New York and stuff, and they're all like really killing it now. They have amazing careers mm -hmm. and it just like bums me out that the only real reason that I'm not where they are is because like I transitioned and I like don't really fit into society in many ways. And it was just like, it just was what it was. I had to make the money. I had to make it fast. So it kind of sounds like um, in a way, I mean, I, I guess transitioning is what you're saying is, is the main roadblock or the stopping point. But it also kind of sounds like in some ways that like you didn't really have a choice, but to like be in a thing where there's not really a growth area, you know, like there's nowhere to really go from there, but you got good mm -hmm. money to afford the things that you needed and wanted. And I mean, I don't know. Do you feel like you're at a point yet where you've like, I, I mean, I guess I don't know yeah. how, how continuous it is, but like, do you feel like, okay, like I've paid for all my surgeries. I've paid for these things. I'm yeah. like, um, you know, every time you get something done, you're like, yeah, I'm done now. And then, you know, you're two passes. You're like, Oh, I'm not done. I want all this. And it, besides like surgeries, like those types of costs, it's like just being a woman in general is so insanely expensive. Being a, aging woman i'm 31 years old 
in our society is mm-hmm. so expensive. It's like, I can't keep up unless I'm making like tons of money. It's insane. Like the expenses, just beauty expenses, like every yeah. month, it's like close. To, it's like not a thousand dollars, but it's hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Do um, you said like in this society, do you feel like personally that's an expense you like take on because it's like for you and like your fulfillment to like, you know, I don't know, feel like a woman or feel beautiful or is it is it more societal? Um, I think it's both. Okay. To be honest, it's like I mean, especially after being in an industry where my beauty is quite literally my currency. Mm-hmm. Um, once you've lived that way, to watch it slip away is extremely hard. I mean, it's it's true for all women. I think we are all super aware. Like, it may not be PC, but like, beauty is a woman's currency. Youth is a woman's currency. That's how we've always gotten what we want. That's how mm-hmm. you get ahead in life. Um, so yeah, watching that slip away, especially as a trans woman, where it's like, yeah, I transitioned when I was like 25, about to be 26. I only got to really feel like a gorgeous young woman for a few years. And then you kind of start watching it change. Mm. It's like, yeah, I didn't get to be that hot, like 21-year-old bitch, like at the yeah. club. So you you kind of really like hold on to it while you can. Do you have, I mean, you know, I mean, it sounds like either um, you're just going to keep having more expenditures to stay in this business or uh-huh. are you planning on like moving out of it in any way? I mean, I know, you know, you, you and um, your friend like have a podcast now and like, you know, yeah. are, are you doing other things? Do you look at any of those things as like just fun stuff for you to do or, or have you looked at that as maybe like um you're kind of yeah out. so uh corinne and i we have a podcast called deeply unwell which really was just something she wanted to do a podcast for so long honestly it's like we should do a podcast like people love us i was like oh, okay whatever fine internet um, micro celebrity like let's go. We <laughs> yeah, leverage we're, that. Little, we're little micro celebrities <laughs> we're really not like we have like a hundred something um, followers on Patreon. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're making a little bit of money, but that's kind of now. Yeah. That's a goal for us. It's like, I want to get to a point where that is my main source of income and we're a long ways away, but it's a goal because I don't want a traditional job at this point. It's, it's no one yeah, does. I mean, no, look at it's, like, <laughs> it's like sucks. slave labor. It's literally slave labor. It's like, Yeah. I never really wanted to do it, but now especially it's like, fuck, I go out in the world and I am like in these stores and stuff like that. And I'm just like, I would go insane. And if if I had to like work in these places again. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like that's a sentiment that's like spreading a lot more lately. I don't know if it's because of like wages sucking or work conditions sucking more, or if it's just like a general consciousness of like, Oh, like, we're just cogs or you know whatever but yeah it's um, all of it yeah you know it's just i mean yeah like for me like you know the job i have like it's a job i gotta work hard but like yeah it's the best one i have because it, you know the guy i work for has like basically become one of my really close friends he's really lax he lets me use stuff to run my own little side business so there's a lot of like yeah like the pay could be better or like mm-hmm. sometimes i worry the business is gonna flop and then i won't have a job because you know he's just some guy <laughs> but like it's really freeing to know that like, I don't have to be worried about what I say to my boss. Like we, I'll tell him to go fuck himself. It's funny. It's fine. You know, like I, but at the same time, yeah, you're still dealing with the fact that like, yeah, but like I have to do this. Like 
you know, yeah. do we this or do another something. job or, you know, and yeah, it's frustrating. We've dabbled with, um, we've dabbled with the idea of like going into real estate. I'm just like, I don't want to be a fucking real estate agent. Ew. I feel like <laughs> the real estate agent thing, like if your concern is like, oh, I am worried about like, you know, my beauty or my you know my currency like i feel like that's just like another place where your current that that currency it's going to be pretty prevalent still and i feel like those same yeah. stresses will probably lay on you for a little bit yeah i'm not i mean i'm not so much worried about that especially in portland people are pretty ugly here <laughs> <laughs> um, um it's just like the amount of work that you actually have to do to be successful in that industry it's just like I don't want to work, you guys. I don't yeah. want to do it. Yeah. Can someone just come take care of me? <laughs> well, we have um, two minutes and fifty seconds left, so we did it again. Um, I kind of, I mean, I I have nothing against talking more, but I kind of feel like you know we've gotten yeah. through your story here. You know, yeah. I mean, sounds like yeah, uh, that's where I'm at now. So, yeah. well, this was really nice. Thanks yeah. for um, thanks for inviting me on to yeah, tell my little story. It. Yeah, yeah, of course. For sure. Yeah, I, yeah. It's funny. I like keep thinking. Like, I mean, it goes back to like not wanting to do work I don't want to do anymore. <laughs> and um, I guess that's where I differ. Is like I want to work. Like I want things to keep mm. me busy. I want to have difficult tasks and like things to. Because you're a man. I gotta Men dominate. Are, I, I yes. gotta dominate. Except Men in the bedroom. But you know, don't worry them. about it. No, <laughs> no. But um. No, for sure. You know, like, I guess there is a little bit of that, but it's just like, yeah, it wants to be something you want to do. And so, like, I was like having this whole thing where I was like, man, like, I need to start picking up these things again, because like, I don't know, time to adult, I feel like did well by yeah. my the metrics of my 50 listens sometimes podcast and, um, you know, some other things I did. So it's just like, I need to get back on that. And I was just thinking, I was like, who can I have on to do that? That's like, all I've ever had is like my friends and stuff. And like, there's not yeah. a lot going on there. You know, they're all my age. So like, sure. Not really doing much yet. So like, I don't know. I just like, I really just thought of you. I was like, yeah, like that's get a little different that's a good story. You know, like it, it, it is a good story, you know? And I definitely think there was like some surprising things about it. Like, um, Mostly just like the fact that you just like told your mom, like I, I would have expected yeah. like, I don't know, like the template in my head was like, I slowly started doing it because I heard somebody else was doing it. And I made a little yeah. money and then like I hid it for my parents and then they found out and they disowned me and like, no, like it's <laughs> you're just like, no, nah, I told them like, well, yeah, her. I have no shame. I do whatever I'm going to do and I mm. don't lie about it. That's cool. And, yeah, thank uh, you. Yeah. But thanks again for doing this. It was nice talking to you, too. It finally. was nice talking to you, too, Paula. <laughs> thank uh, you you're welcome all right i think that's it before it takes us away so